it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. All right, Masters Weeks continues here with uh, Mike D. For those of you who are kind of new listeners or um, you know new followers, Mike D. comes on usually for the majors. I think he's probably done it six six or eight times now. Um, we kind of break down the equipment stuff. He's speaking to the equipment. I would call him an, uh, an equipment enthusiast, and he kind of really tracks what these guys do in terms of club changes and stuff like that. Uh, how's it going, Mike? Doing good. Yeah, good to be back. It's uh. It's always nice this time of year get the get the season rolling so yeah excited and it feels like it's been forever since we had a major i mean because we had it six in such a short amount of time it was almost like too much and then now it's been like nine months since we had another one so it feels like new and it, th- this major for some reason feels like more new and fresh than than i've felt in a long time yeah i'd agree with that you know i've been kind of monitoring stuff and talking with you guys in the background so you know you're always up to date with what's going on and some trending items but no it's it's fun to do this kind of stuff and i'm definitely looking forward to it all right cool so we're gonna start with so mike usually has his kind of overarching themes of big big um things that he's noticed either this week or leading up to this week that may have an impact on how guys might uh, may or may not play so what do you got first yeah, I mean, you know me, I always like to start at the tee and kind of work my way backwards uh, when it comes to like equipment and gear. So drivers, what guys are hitting off the tee is is usually first and foremost. Um, you know, this year, uh, chicks dig the long ball. Um, so big speed gains are something that's really stood out to me. Um, I got a couple stats here, um, things that are pretty pretty interesting and, and shows guys that are winning in different ways too, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but of the 24 winners this season, only four have average driver ball speeds below the tour average of 170, 170. Tom Hoagie, Sepp Straka, Chad Ramey, and JJ Spahn. So all those guys who stink. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, opposite field events, um, you know, Weaker not field. huge power fields. Um, so, yeah, those are the guys. But, you know, it speed gains have, have been huge, um, and especially when you look at Two new drivers that came out this year, uh, Rogue ST, um, and then the uh, the TaylorMade Stealth. Obviously, that's the that's the hot one. Um, strokes gained off the tee was a number that I've been focusing a lot too to see if there had been any any impact on some of the new drivers that are coming out. Um, and then there were three guys that jumped off the page at me, w- which was interesting. So out of eighteen events with strokes gained off the tee uh, report recorded. 13 ranked in the top 20 the week of their win, so about 72%. Um, 50% of the winners ranked in the top 10 that week. So strokes gained off the tee, being confident with your driver, being able to pick up strokes on the field um, is a significant stat. Three players have shown the ability to win regardless of their status, the status of their driving game in a given week. Um, You're going to know who they are. Scotty, Weasel, and Sam Burns. (laughs) <laughs> so Scheffler was 48th in strokes gained off the tee at his API win, but he was six at waste management uh, in his win there. And then he was second uh, in Houston where he was a runner up to Kokrak. Sam Burns 
was 56 strokes gained off the tee in his Valspar win, but he was first uh, strokes gained off the tee in his Sanderson win. Uh, and Cam Smith was 68th off the tee at the players win and first off the tee uh, strokes gained off the tee in his tournament of champions win. So wow. all three of those guys can win regardless of what status their, their game off the tee is in, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, the other guys that didn't finish in the top 20, uh, I think it was, um, I've actually got it right here. Uh, it was Luke List, who was 23. Um, Scotty was 48. Uh, Cam Smith, 68. Sam Burns, 56. And then the other one was earlier in the year, uh, if you count the wraparound season, which was um, Taylor Gooch. It makes sense. Um, so, I mean, it makes perfect sense with Weasel, especially because, and, and especially this week, you got to think about how off the tee, it, it does matter to be long for sure. And relatively straight, you can't get into big trouble, but you can see this is a place where he can get away with some mistakes off the tee. Yeah. And it's probably a stat that's going to come more into play when we start talking about us open and, and PGA being to a, being, you know, able to avoid that rough. Um, but still something interesting that I thought coming into this week and how versatile their games are and, and how they can do it in different ways. Right. Going back to your ball speed thing. So, um, Club speed or ball speed? Ball speed. Ball speed. So, is ball there speed any, off the driver. Any notable players that don't fit that? Like guys that haven't made huge gains or aren't pumping at one seventy and above. Right. One seventy one. No one that jumped out at me. Um, you know, all of your big name guys. Again, they're going to be power hitters. Um, I don't think there's anyone towards the top of the. Um, Know, ball speed rankings right now that would really jump off the page at you as a surprise yeah um so okay so that's interesting and then you know i did want to touch on that stealth driver and it seems like this year it's a huge thing in the the games that you've seen this year compared to other games when you, that you saw with the sim and the sim too it, it seems like to be a, a much bigger jump I don't, I don't think it's really gains in terms of ball speed. The big thing that the manufacturers have been pitching this year is stability. Um, you know, the ping, the, the four G four ten, the G four twenty five, those over the past, like three, four years have really been known for its stability. Um, however, you know, you know, I was on here last time, you know, last year, just letting you guys know, I was very bearish on the SIM two. I didn't like it. Um, I thought they, you know, it was a bit of a regression, removing the the sliding weight track that they had and, and limiting some of the adjustability and flexibility that they had to offer their players. Um, and then they brought that back this year with the Stealth Plus. Um, it's it's the hottest driver out on tour. I mean, it's the winningest driver on the PGA Tour in 2022. Um, so if you exclude the wraparound season, most of the new product launched after the beginning of the year. Um, it has six wins. The next closest is the, uh, the Titleist TSI 3 with three wins. Um, Spawn was using the Ping G425 LST. So there were three different variants of the LST that have won this year. Um, Vic won with the G425 LST, Spawn won with the G425, and then um, Jocko won with the uh, the G410 LST, the prior version. Um, but Stealth is running away. You know, you see a lot of the free agent guys that don't have full bag um, deals or driver deals. That's what they're throwing in the bag. Um, so it's, it's hot. Um, I, I just love... The improvements that they made being able to to bring back that sliding weight track and then it's, they just got a lot of selling points with it um you know brand new technology um and it's you know performing out there for them so 
Great point. So, so guys who might not really understand kind of the, I guess, complexity of who has full bag deals and who doesn't and how rare it is for someone not to have a full bag deal and kind of what that means and, mm -hmm. uh, give us that. Yeah. So that was one of the things I was focused on, focusing on last year when we were heading into the majors was the trend was, you know, the guys leading up to this, most of them did not have full bag 14 club deals. You know, they were maybe mixing in a putter of their choice or they had a different driver, an off-brand driver. Um, you know, maybe they signed to play irons. Um, maybe they signed just to play the driver. You know, you look at someone like Patrick Reed. He signed a deal at PXG just to play their driver. Abe Anser signed a deal with Callaway just to play their driver this year. Um, so it's, you'll see a lot of the, you know, the guys that are really great at selling equipment, Tiger, Rory, Phil, they've got 14 club deals, DJ. Um, but the guys that had been winning leading up to last year's um, first major, a lot of free agent guys are guys that didn't have full bag deals. So we're talking Patrick Reed, Brooks, um, Molinari at the time was a free agent, Brooks, um, Gary Woodland uh, didn't have a full bag deal. Shane Lowry, he used couple tricks on uh, Cleveland stuff here and there, but he also mix and match. I think some Taylor made uh, off brand stuff. Um, Morikawa had a, had a full bag deal. Bryson, um, you know, he was using some different things, but he was primarily Cobra. Um, and then DJ was, was all Taylor made, but you know, excluding DJ Tiger, um, Bryson Morikawa, uh, it was a big run up of a lot of the free agent guys. Mm -hmm. um, that really, that trend bucked last year. Um, right on cue. Uh, I gave it the curse. Um, you know, Hideki, he's a Strixon Cleveland guy. He plays their driver, plays their irons and wedges. He had, uh, I think, a tailor-made fairway wood, um, Cameron Potter. Um, but after that, it was all guys with 14 club deals. So Phil um, Callaway, uh, head to toe. Uh, he actually had a, a tailor-made original one um, that like two wood that he made mm -hmm. famous that he was playing. Um, but then you got Morikawa uh, at the open. He was all tailor-made. Um, he was one of the guys that I was high on last year because he wasn't playing Sim 2. Um, he didn't just you know, jump on board with the new driver that came out and they were trying to pedal from a commercial standpoint. He was playing the original Sim driver, which you know a lot of guys, Sergio, most recently when he was converting over to Stealth, when he re-signed with TaylorMade, was saying the best driver that TaylorMade ever made was the original Sim driver. Uh, and that was the one that Morikawa was using all last year too. So he used it for two straight years uh, before you know converting over to Stealth this year. Um, and then the other guy, um, so Hideki, uh, Morikawa, Phil, and then Ram, you know, East Callaway all the way. Um, we were concerned about that too, the full switch. We were when it was announced. And then after we saw him just kick it into gear, we were like, yeah, he's going to win this year. Yep. It took some time. It wasn't, it wasn't immediate. No. Well, you know, there was some shoe, there was some shoe, uh, stuff built into there, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get into that. Um, so <laughs> All right, so let's look at just so top of the board. So what? Just let's quickly go over here. JT, he's a he. I know he's a he plays Titleist driver, right? But is he is he full bag? Yeah, yeah, he's he's full bag Titleist um, bag ball. Cameron Potter, so he's still in line with them. He he's not someone that tinkers too much. Um, he hasn't really changed. Last year, uh, he was playing the uh, the TSI two driver, which is the more high launch, more forgiveness driver. When I thought that he'd be more in line with the the TSI three, which guys like Cam Smith were playing, um, Max Homa, it's a little bit more of a penetrating ball flight players profile, a little bit more workable. He switched over to that 
Um, he's still got the same Diamante ZF shaft that he's had for a number of years. So keeping some consistency there, um, I, really nothing going on with him. Um, and I guess real quick, I'll just ask you here, Vic, he doesn't tinker too much. Is he still, is he paying all the way? Yep. So he's paying all the way. Um, the thing with him is, you know, that driver shaft, he had some funky stuff going on when he, when he like broke it and traveled and he was using James, James Hans and he kind of stuck with that. He had been using uh, a project X ha uh, hazardous, um, for a while. Uh, and then once that happened, he, you know, won with the, with the Fuji core speeder shaft and he's had that in the shaft, um, for the majority of the season. And he has it in this week. I was watching some of yesterday's on the range coverage and I saw him with, with that in the bag. So, um, you know, keeping with a consistent nature. All right. Uh, so, all right, let's go to your next, uh, big, big theme here. Uh, yeah. So we'll just, uh, I guess we'll start at the top, um, of all the guys with, uh, old Rambo himself. Um, and it's going to come down to the shoes. It's all about the shoes. This is interesting stuff, guys. So we've been talking about, uh, the Rom shoe thing. Yeah. It's, it started as kind of a joke, but when Mike threw it over to, to Blake and I and saying the reason why I wasn't playing well was because of his shoes. So, but I, we're now starting to believe that's the truth. So why don't you explain what, what that means? Yeah, we're going to take it and run with it. Um, so last year for the start of the year, um, he signed a deal with Travis Matthew for apparel. Um, and they're owned by a parent company, Callaway. And part of that deal was playing their shoes. Um, when he came out on tour, he was always playing the Adidas shoes. Um, but he didn't initially go into the Travis Matthew or they have an off brand, which is called Quater. Um, he didn't initially go into wearing those shoes. He was actually wearing Jordan shoes, um, the ones similar to what Ryan Palmer wears. Um, and he had a slow start to last season. And then right around Memorial, when he got hot uh, leading into U.S. Open, he switched over to the, the Travis Matthew Quater shoes. Um, they were a model which is kind of low profile. It's a spikeless model, um, which is very different than what he's worn in the past. Um, and it's almost like a casual street leisure or like fashionable shoe. It's a very flat bottom, um, very square edges uh, around the sides. Um, and he just... He dominated last year. He he wore those for all the majors. Um, he wore, or I should say, at least you know the U.S. Open and after he wore it for the Ryder Cup. Um, and then this year he switched over to a different style. I think they call them the Ringer. It's a more athletic style, and you can see there's a lot more flexibility. There's a lot more roll in them. So you know on the follow through on the on the left foot, you can see a little bit more roll and bend uh, on the edge of the shoe. Um, it obviously hasn't impacted his like actual swing because he's just absolutely pounding when it comes tee to green. But, um, it, again, we were just kind of joking about it. Uh, and you know, maybe he's not getting a good feel or a good read on the greens. Um, maybe, you know, you got a lot of those guys, I know he doesn't do it, but a lot of the guys use aim point where they, you know, feel the, the contours of the greens with their feet. They rate it on a scale of one to five, and then they hold up their fingers, whatever that severity is, in line with the pin to see how far out you want to play the break. Um, he doesn't necessarily use that method, but I'm sure a lot of guys on tour, you know, get a sense of the undulations of the greens just based on how it feels when you're walking about them. Um, maybe that's, you know, maybe we're really reaching here. Um, again, it's it started as a gag, um, but uh, could be something to it. Yeah. It could be, especially like you said, he, he does seem like a guy who really depends on feel around the greens. And you talked earlier about how it's a casual shoe. I mean, maybe he feels closer to the ground. There, he, yeah, very yeah. very low profile, not a whole lot of treading and stuff in it. So you never know. So hey, uh, I, I like it. I mean, it's it's 
you don't just go from one of the best putters and around the green game players in the world to being one of the worst just for no reason. So, I mean, and he's tried different putters. I mean, you know, he was using the same putter that he had last year, which he was super confident in uh, that custom odyssey mallet that was made for him. And then he switched over to, you know, something a little bit different. Um, So, you know, he's been messing around with putters. I don't think the putter's the issue. Um, You know, maybe he just doesn't have a feel for the greens. What's he using Uh, now for the putter? Is he back? I know he switched again, but now he's back to the, that odyssey again, right? That's what he, that's what I most recently saw him with. Um, I haven't seen him doing any practice putting or any images of him with what he's expecting to use on the greens this week, but I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Just, to, I mean, he's a favorite. We're, we're not going to be betting him anyway. Um, yeah. you can't really build a card around that, but, um, yeah. Interesting anyway. Um, all right, let's keep moving through. Yeah. So still with him, um, you know, talking about ball speed gains, I sent these stats over to you guys before, but he's made huge jumps in his ball speed pickup ever since he switched over to Callaway. Um, you know, when you look at 2022 versus two years ago, 2020, uh, he picked up about six miles an hour in average ball speed. Uh, he picked up about eight yards in average driving distance and he picked up, um, about a half a stroke, um, off the tee per round. Um, just based on that, he's picking up 2.16 strokes better per tournament off the tee. Wow. Um, so it just goes again to show how dominant his, you know, tee to green game is, especially off the tee. Um, and puts that much more emphasis on how bad his putting is, but, um, no huge gains from a ball speed perspective seems supremely confident with the driver and he's been doing a great job, uh, with it. So yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, All right, who else we got? Next guy, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, so he switched putters uh, heading into waste management. Uh, he was playing very similar style. They're, they're Scotty Cameron, but some slight differences to them. He was playing one which is uh, called a, a Super Rat. Uh, now he's playing the Special Select Timeless Tour Type GSS Tour Prototype. Um, since the switch, he's won $6.173 million. <laughs> that was a stat from Jonathan Wall, who does a lot of reporting for uh, Jesus golf.com but uh yeah made a lot of money with that putter ever since he switched over at waste management so he's been hot with it um he's a guy he signed an equipment deal at TaylorMade, but he's going to continue to play an off-brand putter um he didn't sign a full bag deal um he he was already playing those p7tw the tiger wood signature blade irons um just by his own volition uh he switched over to the to the stealth driver um, by his own decision um and then when he signed with TaylorMade, he added in a stealth three wood um and after he added that stealth three wood, he won the match play. That Potter thing is interesting because I guess the biggest difference from when he was top 10, top five in a lot of these events was he scrambles around gets to that 10, 12 foot par putt and he usually misses it. And now all yeah. of a sudden he makes it every single time. Well, 18 in regulation at waste management, you're like, he thought he was going to drill it, whiffed on it. Um, and then eventually ended up winning. And ever since then, he's just been you know cold blooded. He's confident, confident. Yep. Um, all right, who else we got? Another guy with putters messing around, DJ. Um, we've been talking about this one. You know, he's just been he's had like three, four putters out with him every week. He's been switching back and forth between his his trusty old black, you know, itsy bitsy spider, um, the the tailor-made TP Bandon. He's been trying different shafts in them, the LA golf uh shafts. Uh, he's been adding in most recently for the match play. He went back to his his black spider and he added la golf shaft before i think he just had a a, a blacked out black matte steel shaft um, but he added the uh, la golf uh, graphite shaft a little bit more stability um so that one 
it seems like he's going to be playing that again this week. Um, from a driver perspective, he's. We talked a lot last year about him not seeming like he felt comfortable with the driver. He was trying a bunch of different shafts, different head mm -hmm. combinations. It seems like he's comfortable with the stealth. He went back to, I shouldn't say back, but he's got a, a, a prototype shaft in there right now from LA Golf. Um, he's played really well overall, overall off the tee this year. I mean, he's gained strokes off the tee in every single event, which they've been recorded. Um, he had the old speeder shaft in, um, in the stealth at Riviera, uh, missed the cut that week. I don't think it was really due to his driving. Um, and they switched to the new, uh, prototype LA golf. It's the DJ FSX, uh, 6X Rev 8 at Valspar. Um, and then he had it in last week for the match play too. Driver was pretty good. He still has that tendency to like be great for five holes in a row, then just spray one into yeah. the, the next planet. And then, and then he's fine again. Yep. So uh, that's probably, I'm sure that's more of a swing thing. Um, it seems like a lot of guys are experimenting with those new graphite shafts in the putter, which is kind of strange, isn't it? Um, not really. Um, so they do add a lot more stability. You know, when you think of, especially with long putts, you know, any contact that's slightly off center is going to, you know, add some deflection to, mm -hmm. to the club face. So the idea is with those, they, they're you know, much more, sturdy uh they're thicker they're high-end materials um so they just resist the amount of twisting and, and deflection that you get especially on long long putts where you have to add a lot more force to your stroke um, mm. so you see the the la golf you see bgt breakthrough golf technology they have the stability shaft uh, that's actually what i got in my putter this year um but yeah just you know more technology advancements good um all um, right Brooks is another guy, um, you know, I mean, huge I mean, news in the off season with that. Yeah. Um, you know, he signed with Srixon Cleveland. Uh, he signed to play their driver, uh, their irons and their wedges and their ball. Um, instantly you know, I, I'm focusing on the wedges with him. Um, driver. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He was playing the irons last year, um, by his own decision as a free agent anyway. Um, the wedges, I mean, just based on the eye test, he has looked abysmal in the early going. I mean, he easily could have ran away with, with, with a win at Phoenix. Um, mm -hmm. if he chipped the ball fairly well, um, you know, his strokes gained, uh, per round across the board are all significantly worse than last year. Uh, I think you can just attribute it that to it's not major season yet. You know, that's when he gets hot and that's when he picks up all of his strokes on the field. Um, so I don't know if I'd look too much into that, but uh, his worst stat is strokes gained around the green. Um, he's losing 0.161 per round. He ranks 148th on tour so far this year. Wow. Um, not looking at last five, last 24, that's just in totality for 2022. Um, so not good. And it kind of jives with, again, going back to the eye test of him not looking that great when it comes to chipping with those Cleveland wedges. Um, he was, I think he was a Vokey guy for a while when he was a free agent, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I love Brooks this week. I, I'm with you guys. Um, you know, this is what he gears up to play for. So he's healthy, which is great. Yeah, let's hope let's hope he uh, figures it out out because you know you never want that around the green weakness to. Uh, this is not the place for it to be, to suck around the green. So no, I mean you know he's been peaking well. Um, you hope he can he can suck it up a little bit more this week. But um, you know overall I like him. Um, Off the tee has been pretty good. Runner. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Bryson, um, <laughs> not much to like about Bryson. <laughs> No, um, 
I, I don't know what driver he's playing. You know, we talked about this earlier when, when you guys liked him out in the West Coast swing. Um, he's done a lot of promos for the for the new LTD driver that they have with Cobra, but he was very honest in saying he's been working with Cobra on something that's coming out next year, which he is anticipating very highly, and he's very excited for. And while this is, you know, an evolution, um, you know, next year is going to be more of a revolution for him. Uh, mm-hmm. and being able to keep up with with his ball speeds that he creates. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like he's super confident um, when it comes to driver. We, we've talked about him at Augusta before. The uneven lies, they're not great for him playing those single-length clubs with the same very upright lie and the type of swing that he has. He's got the injuries that he has to worry about. Even watching him last week, he was not swinging 100%. He was swinging much slower than he normally does. I watched him do uh, an interview uh, on the range yesterday and he was saying he's at 80% health. Um, so it, it, it doesn't seem great for him. He was taking three wood off the tee in the match play too. When, when it seems like at times he never would have done that in the past. Yeah. And the greens book thing, you know, you can never use the greens book at Augusta. Um, he's, his putting hasn't been great this year. Uh, I don't think, um, would you be shocked if he won? I'd absolutely be shocked if he won. My, if you want to look at big themes, there's a lot of things that won't shock me with guys winning this year just because of how deep the tour is right now and how many accomplished players and talented players are out there. The only thing that would shock me this year is if Bryson won. Um, I'm not going to put the Hideki jinx on him. Anything <laughs> can happen. Um, but I would be very shocked if he won this year. Um, he he just seemed down in the dumps, like talking won about Won at all this year? No, uh, sorry, the masters. masters. Yeah, okay. He just seemed very down in the dumps, um, not high on confidence. Talking about the state of his game, the state of his health, um, seemed rusty last week. So we'll see what happens, but uh, not a lot of positive things to look for. No, no you know what? I, I was looking to target him in a matchup, and I was looking to target Hideki in a matchup because I just don't trust that he's healthy, and I wouldn't like him even if he wasn't healthy, just because of the year after the someone wins the Masters, they've been very bad. So. What, what all the books have done, Bryson versus Hideki matchup. That's the only one yeah. they'll give you. So can't I couldn't do it. I mean, while we're talking about Hideki, I don't know if you saw him last week. You know, when he withdrew, he had like yeah. KT tape on his neck. Yep, like visibly. Um, that seemed like a red flag. Um, you know, if you're looking for fades, um, guys to stay away from. I, it, it's scary with those guys with the injuries. Um, I I really want to like Paul Casey. I you know he was a guy that I thought would play well last year. He always plays well here. He loves Augusta. I, I'm just still worried about that back thing. That stuff doesn't go away. Right. No. And especially when you're in your forties and yeah, I was going to ask you about him. He said he had some good comments today. He said he feels like he can win and he feels like he has a win in him and he didn't. And he said the back was, he said he felt good. So I'm going to take hey, I love him for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love, love to see take, it. It would be great. And you know, I, I know you listened to the show, me and Blake were saying everything you can say about Paul Casey today is the same thing you could have said about Sergio in 2017. Yeah. So, Hey, I'm looking for one guy in that range to fill up my card. So that might be the one. Man, it might be for, for us. Flyer. I mean, um, players he could have won. That was three, four weeks ago. And he got some bad breaks. He did. So I, I like him. Um, all right. Anybody else? Uh, next guy, Adam Scott, um, released from his Titleist deal. Um, so now he's moved on um, playing stealth. He's got the stealth driver in. That's um, great. Last year, I, I hated that driver setup that he had. Um, was not driving it well. Killed him at a lot of events. He had that red Fujikura Ventus, which is more for you know guys that need to launch it higher, guys that need to generate more more speed, guys that uh, typically played in the fairway wood. Um, 
and he's he's not that old. He's got plenty of speed still. Um, right now, he's playing the the graphite design Tour DDI. That's what Hideki plays. That's what uh, Neiman plays. He's got that in the stealth. Um, I, I read something really interesting out of Australian Golf Digest. Um, I'm going to read this off to you. Um, so his coach, uh, Brad Malone, said that they spent several weeks calibrating his new tailor-made gear and is now seeing the soft draw with the driver, which is usually the bread and butter of his game. He's really comfortable now pulling out the draw shot with the driver, and it's particularly helpful here, at a right-hander, here for a right-hander at Augusta National. He won't hit a draw for every tee shot, but knowing it is there in the arsenal is comforting for him. He's been swinging the club really well, and we're optimistic. Um, That's great. So That's driver's great. looking good. Um, the thing that I always am scared about with Scott is how is he going to putt? He's been lights out lately. Um, and that happened, that started when he switched over to that lab Mez one long putter. He mm -hmm. had been playing that, that Scotty Cameron uh, for a long time. Uh, and then once he got out of his Titleist uh, gear deal, he started messing around with some different stuff. And he played that funky looking Mez putter that Blake always likes to make fun of. Um, he started playing that at Genesis, gained 7.2 on the green, on the greens, um, gained 6.5 at API. Had a good run at Dell, aside from that buzzsaw, Kevin Kisner in the last four holes. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it's looking good for him. If, if he gains six strokes putting this week with how he knows Augusta National and how he ball strikes around here, he's, he's probably going to win. He's got to chip it well. He's, he's losing around the green, um, mm -hmm. which is hurting him. But um, other than that, um, very bullish on the driver, uh, bullish on the putting for him. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Neiman. Uh, ping on social media they posted like a build sheet uh for for tour guys from the tour truck um they built him three different 60 degree wedges uh, each with a slightly different uh sole and bounce grind um so he's a guy i was just looking today his scrambling percentage from the fringe is very good his proximity to the hole from the fringe is very good just overall, he's got great numbers, uh, strokes gained around the green. Um, so he seems to, you know, he's a Sergio type guy, hands, finesse. Um, mm -hmm. So he's very in touch with those kind of shots. So that's probably why he had it built. Um, but glad to see he's really in tune to, to the needs of Augusta and, and being able to deal with the, you know, all the challenges around the greens. I think he ranks um, in the top 10 in strokes gained around the green his last 24 rounds, which is pretty scary for the yeah. field. Yep. I love him this week. Love him. Yeah. Um, Patrick Reed uh, talked about him briefly. You know, he signed that PXG driver deal this year. Um, he's wearing their hat. You would think he's playing all their clubs. He's not. He's only playing the driver. Uh, he's got Grindworks wedges. Um, he's playing a prototype PXG driver. Not too much info on it. Um, you know, the, the specs and details and whatnot. Uh, he's gained strokes off the tee only one event since July 4th, 2021. And that was Honda when he gained 1.1 and missed the cut. Um, Jesus. Driver's not good for him. It has not been friendly. Um, and it doesn't seem that there's any light at the end of the tunnel. So um, it's easy to uh, kick a guy when he's down like Patrick Reed, but um, I think he may be on the fade list. So if, if we go fades, I'm not going to allow you to say Bryson Hideki and Patrick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a bigger stance than that. <laughs> really going out on a limb, huh? Um, all right. Any, any other big names? Um, Sergio, we, we talked about him earlier in the year. One thing I picked up on, he was playing a set of muscle back blade irons. He switched back to his, his, uh, P seven fifties at API. It really didn't reflect any improvement in the numbers. His strokes gained approach were not good, um, at API. They were not good at players. Um, just having an uncharacteristic, um, hot streak, uh, with putting though, 
Um, you know, he's been gaining a lot of strokes uh, over the past few events. Um, he's been using different putters. He's been working with a putting coach. Um, and it doesn't seem like he's really grown any type of favor towards any one putter in particular. Um, you know, he was using a spider mallet. He was using one of the new spider GTs. He was using a blade style putter. Um, and then I saw him today. He was, or was either today or yesterday. He was playing a practice round with, uh, with Neiman and he was on the green with his, um, his spider. Uh, mallet putter, the gray one with the with the white LA golf shaft. Yeah. Um, so it seems like he's going back to a more familiar putter, um, but he's been putting well. So it's kind of very common, right? You see a guy like um, who's a great putter, and you start like Ricky Fowler, changing his swing, working on the long irons and the in the driver, and all of a sudden he sucks at putting. And now, yep, opposite with Sergio, he's a great iron player, but now he's been focusing so much on the putting, he's kind of losing it a bit with the iron. So golf's a tough game. Yeah. Um, next guy that I noticed, um, again, not a huge impact on the stats, but Billy Horschel, he made a, a driver shaft change, was using the same head, um, but last year for his wins at the match play and at the BMW PGA over on DP World Tour, he was playing a Project X Evenflow Riptide shaft in his driver. Um, this year I saw him out there with a Ventus Black, um, very popular shaft, that's what Rory has, Sergio has, um, you know, a lot of the guys, uh, very stable, uh, penetrating ball flight. Um, you know, his, again, his driving stats are pretty much identical to what they were last year. Um, I love Billy this week. I'll talk a little bit more about him later. Um, it's you put you could put that one down as an ambitious statement based on how god awful he's played at Augusta. But yeah. um, uh, another guy, um, similar camp, uh, Gary Woodland. Um, he's been a guy playing acro shafts for a while. He switched over to the um, the Rogue ST driver this year. Um, he's, he's been on a great run. Um, he also added in the Ventus black, uh, driver shaft. Uh, he had been playing the last two iterations of Acra's tour Z RPG. Um, and then just recently switched over to the Ventus black at Valero where, where he actually finished pretty strong towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but that pretty much rounds up the, the notable stuff that, I, that I've noticed the, the first, you know, early going leading up to the first major of the year. Um, nothing major that I've seen guys tinkering with um, out on the range so far this week. Um, but if there's two guys, um, again, that kind of jump out at me as maybe off the radar, um, you know, long shots uh, that I like, uh, Billy and Gary, um, you can get some good numbers on them too. Um, yeah. You know, they both gained consistently in approach and around the green over the past month and a half. Uh, they've had strong finishes. Um, you know, Billy's a guy who, it's kind of a, a funny stat, but going back to the whole fringe thing, you know, mm-hmm. when you think of Augusta, a lot of runoff areas, really not a whole lot of thick rough to contend with. Um, there's going to be a lot of chipping, a lot of, you know, putting from those fringe areas. Um, you know, he's a guy, he's a hundred percent up and down, or I should say scrambling from the fringe this year, 23 of 23 attempts. Um, he's number nine in proximity to the hole uh, from the fringe. Um, so, good short game when it comes to, you know, being on those tight lies, tight surfaces. Um, another thing is, do you know who his caddy is? Billy, uh, Fooch. Yep. Yeah. Justin Rose's old caddy. Yeah. Wow. Who True. Sleepwalks through this place. And how long has he been with him? I think just the past year. Okay. That's very, that's interesting then. Yeah. So I think that's helpful. He, uh, he had an interview with Balionis, uh, on the range yesterday. Um, seemed great spirits, 
you know, I think he got the uh, the magic rub from from Tiger when he was shooting the shit with him uh, yeah. in the practice. Um, but he was saying this is his eighth Masters. You know, the prior times he was always focused on you know where not to hit it, and now he's focused on okay, I know where not to hit it. I'm not gonna you know really have that in the forefront of my mind. Where do I want to hit it? So just mm -hmm. just a more positive mindset. Um, he's a head case, so you know having that kind of approach would be good for a guy like that. Um, and he seems like he's, you know, really attuned to how to play the course. Now we'll see if it actually pays off, but you know, the types of things that he's saying, um, are always good. Yeah. All, all very interesting stuff. I like the food angle too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Gary, so we ready for three up three down here. Yeah. We'll start three up. Um, so Billy, Gary and Neiman, uh, I love Neiman. Um, you guys talked about the correlation with Riviera with Genesis. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many players have won both events? I'm going to guess six, 19. Jesus. <laughs> and there are, there are a ton of them are multiple winners. Um, of both. A ton of them are multiple winners. And so 19, you know, unique individuals, that's not 19 times. Yeah. Yep. Multiple. Um, do you know how many multiple time winners, uh, are at Riviera since 2003. I would say four. There's four. Can you name them? Multiple time winners. Tiger? Nope. Not at Riviera. Um, Bubba? Bubba's one. Um, Scott? Scott's one. Um, not JB Holmes. Did he, win? he won once. Just once. Um, I should know this. So we got Bubba Scott at Riviera. DJ? Nope. He's only won it once. He he, uh, he contended close with Bubba one of the times, a couple of times. I'm blanking on the other two. The other two are Phil and Mike Weir. Ah, lefties. All four. Augusta. All four of those multiple winners at Riviera are winners at Augusta. Bubba's won it, and Bubba's a multiple-time winner at Augusta. Phil's a multiple-time winner at Augusta. Wow. So I, I love the connection. Um, Neiman's playing great. You, when you guys were talking about him, I know you're the Neiman whisperer, but when you guys were talking <laughs> about him leading up to, to Riviera, I told you, I was like, he hits that hard draw. I don't I don't envision him standing up on the TN18 with the pressure on, you know, having to protect the lead and being able to hit a controlled cut down that fairway. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Just an absolute bullet. He did. Perfect. Beautiful. And so if you can envision that, you know, see him hitting those hard cuts on you know, what, two, 10, uh, or sorry, draws on two, 10, 11, you know, all those holes. And then you see him coming up on 18, well, 13 hitting the draw, obviously. Uh, you see him coming up on 18 and just hitting that power cut, that rocket mm -hmm. right up the hill. Um, it's coming full circle. I love yeah. it. I, I would love to see it. Man, now I'm scared of missing out if it does happen. <laughs> I, I was torn between him and Scott. I guess it's more of a, a DraftKings thing because they're like the same price and they're both getting a lot of ownership. And like, I had to pick one of them, and I'm leaning Scott, but I do, I really do like both of them. Yeah. Um, um, can he win twice this year? Who knows? Um, but he's been playing some great golf. Um, you know, around the green, uh, he's just been fantastic. I think that's where he's really going to stand out here. Okay, so those are your three up: Billy, Gary, and Neiman. Then how about down? Uh, down. Um, I was down on him last year. I'm down on him this year. Again, it's, it's not really anything earth shattering, but where the hell has Tony Finau been? Oh, he stinks. Um, it's a shame. 
and he'll probably play well because this is his course. He loves this place. He always plays well here. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if, how long the magic can, can stick around for. No, he's been missing. Like I've tracked him last week cause we were on him and he played pretty well, but he just missed, he missed like multiple three footers per round. Yeah. So it seems like the ball striking is kind of coming back, but he's just a little bit lost on the greens. Yeah. I could see him, you know, playing all right, but he's not going to win. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Um, Bryson scares me. Yep. Um, scares me big time. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else that really jumps off the page at me. You know, you know, I'll say right off the bat, it's, it also wouldn't surprise me if Cam Smith won or mm-hmm. if Scotty Shuffler won. I, I don't think Sam Burns is going to win. Um, so you'll maybe put him on the fade list. Um, this is his first Masters, right? Yeah. Um, it's tough. Fuck Burns. It's tough. I know he's won a lot. You hate him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's good. Um, I think he's really developed a lot of resiliency and mental toughness um, over the past two years. Um, I just don't know if it's going to happen first go around. Um, maybe he can contend. Maybe him, Cam Young, can contend like Willie Z did last year, give people a scare. Um, I don't know if they can win. All right, two more I'm going to give you, and you know uh, middling it, either buy or, buy or sell. Okay. These two guys. Spieth. Oh, God. <laughs> he is a shell of himself. It's sad. Uh, like, for the average golfer, you can really relate to him. He's out there grinding on the green, doing these loopy transitions, just trying to ingrain him in his swing. Yeah, that was It odd. is so gross. Curtis Strange you know, gave a great analysis. You know, He's out there playing swing at a place where you need to just go and play golf. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm selling. Okay, and Rory. This is, this is a spot. You know, this yeah. is a spot. But um, I'm selling too I'm selling. for what it's worth. Rory, I'm sure he'll, you know, backdoor top 10. Um, he has all the tools to win. He should win this event every year. Him and Rom should win this event every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, his putting and his wedge game are atrocious. Yep. His wedge game has been absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. I'm, based on what we scary. saw at Valero, not good. Um, and what we saw last year here, not good. All right, let's let's end it here. Official pick to win for both of us. A pick to win. I love me some Colin Morikawa. And just is it based on just the fact that he knows how to win? He knows how to win. Um, you know, you can look into the stats. Uh, and maybe he hasn't played so great leading up to um, you know this event, but you know, he knows how to get it done. He's the he has the best IQ on the course, other than Tiger mm-hmm. Woods. Um, and I don't think he gets rattled. Yeah, I, I like when you're going to have some diverse weather conditions. You're going to get some rain leading up to the event. You're going to get some wind, probably some strong wind gusts uh, over the weekend at points. Um, it can be taxing on guys, maybe stop starts, delays, um, or just having to battle through it. So um, I, I like guys like that. Yeah, I, I, all good points. So we're both going with the young guns this week. My official pick is, is Hovland. And I just want to say this. People got very carried away with narratives in the past when it comes to majors. It's very easy to do. We did it last year. I know I did it, but as a collective whole golf community, did it last year with Colin at the at the Open with the fact that he's more of a prototypical American ball striker, doesn't have the creativity, the Open's not his. And that narrative just got so overplayed. And I feel the same way with the Victor thing. I know this is more tangible and concrete because his numbers around the green are horrible, but he gained strokes are here around the green last year. And you can't tell me he's not capable of just 
playing 0.0 strokes around the green. It's he's too talented. Yeah, it's within the realm of possibility. And I think we can't, you know, everyone wants to say the Masters around the green stuff. The narrative just been pushed too far to the edge. And I think he's, like you said, he's so talented. He can he, he can find a way to get it done. Just got to get that caddy telling him the right stuff. That's right. That's right. Get in his ear. Stop those mistakes. Yep. Oh, All right. before we go, one yep. thing. Another reason I hate Bryson this week. <laughs> Was that the ultimate douche move, being out there with those dude perfect guys? Oh, Listen, God. I'm not a get off my lawn guy. That was atrocious. I try to support Bryson a lot because um, we align in many ways and kind of, but that one was just too much for me. He's just, he just is such a nerd. He, he, oh. he, he looks so, it doesn't, not, nothing's authentic sometimes from him. And it's like, it just seems like, all right, you're forcing a bit too much here. Just a total desecration, desecration of a uh, yeah, national. It was, it was, um, <laughs> yeah, disgrace. All right, Mike D, thanks for joining us. I'm sure uh, if any listeners have questions, just DM or tweet under the show. Actually, yeah, tweet it under the show, and uh, we'll make sure we get them answered for you, uh, for any guys you're looking at. Yeah, I'll have my eyes open for the rest of the week. Um, so if there's any people looking for info, um, you know, just shoot it to tap it in, and, and I'll work with you guys. Uh, other than that, uh, get a winner. All right, yay. Like the hat. Good luck this week. Let's get one. All right, we'll see you.